Another week goes by, and this time a Sunday without Peaky. Welcome into by order of the Peaky Blinders. Uh, Josh and Daniel with you, and we broke down the finale a week ago today. We're here for our final mailbag of season six before we break down all of season six give you a couple episodes here throughout the month of april for it but we've got our mailbag our winners and losers lock and key josh and we had a phenomenal patreon episode a few days ago breaking it down our deep dive we went really 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 into a couple of the key storylines that have had blinders fans buzzing um and of course you can go over there for five dollars by order of the peaky blinders uh, it's patreon.com slash by order of Peaky. And it's, Josh, it's a weird thing, right? After six weeks straight of us breaking it all down, having a Sunday where we're just watching uh, Lakers on on Showtime or uh, the Showtime Lakers on HBO. That was the only show I had this weekend. What was uh, what was your post-weeky Peaky week like? Definitely. I mean, obviously, it was good to have the Masters. So that kind of leaked into to, yeah. to my Sunday night. The Masters, obviously universally known to all is the one of the biggest sports events of 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 the year so i had that started watching a new show called pieces of her on netflix with tony collette oh i heard um, good things about it it's it's very good haven't finished it um it's very good i definitely want to start a couple shows i was really focusing on peaky and peaky only for this last you know month and a half or so without watching another show so it didn't cloud my judgment and didn't cloud my memory because i wanted it to be you know, full, full fledged attention on Peaky Blinders. So I'm going to have to switch gears here and, and, and watch some other stuff. I definitely want to watch that, that, that we work show. Um, and also the one about the CEO of Uber and all those really great shows. Also the one about with um, Elizabeth Holmes. Yeah. I will say, so I, I'm going to go ahead and rank them for you real quick. Cause I've, I watch right. way too much TV. So the dropout with Elizabeth Holmes is good. Very good. Okay. I enjoy it. Um, I was waiting for all those episodes to come out and so I can just binge it instead of having to walk it, watch it week by week. So I did the week by week um, and it was, it was good. It wasn't like one of those that I was too upset that, Oh, I wish I could watch all of them. Obviously uh, good old fish eyes from uh, a million ways to die in the West. Uh, AKA the, the Academy award winner, Amanda Seyfried. Man, man, she, she's great. She's, she's really good. She changes everything to be Elizabeth. There's just too many of these. Like I didn't watch the WeWork one because there are too many of those style of shows. But uh, super pumped. I'm loving. Obviously, the creator of Billions. It seems like right up your alley. Joseph Gordon-Levitt as uh, Travis Kelnick, the CEO of uh, Uber. Really enjoyable. You know, it's one of those things where they're going to do a different topic every season, you know, of, of who is super pumped. Um, yeah, there's, right. there's just like a, a lot of those shows in that genre now about those CEOs of startups that really that made fail. it back in like the last, I mean, probably around the time of what, like 2010? Is when all of those really bit those companies really were were booming and um so it's it, i find that stuff really interesting i really like biopics and i really like yeah. documentaries i watched a really really good documentary called bad vegan one of those like con documentaries I saw it on, on netflix haven't watched it yet it's it, it seems like if you look at it from a glance like just like like the picture and the caption of it it wouldn't be good but it's fucking captivating it is so interesting I was going to say all of this is leading up. Josh and I are certainly going to talk, you know, in the months to come when this, this Game of Thrones spinoff comes out in yep. August, right? And then, like, it leads right into the, the Lord of the Rings uh, TV show. So interesting. You know, there's a lot of good TV out here. So don't worry. You can keep on 
clicking the subscribe and listening to us talk about a ton leading up as well into the Peaky Blinders movie, obviously, whenever that comes I'm just out. getting prepared. Like, that's why I just switched gears. I'm getting prepared I love it. for just no Peaky. Because, right. like, this is what we were potting about for, like, two years. So, I'm, I'm getting right. Obviously, it's going to be fun when we, when, we get, when we get Peaky on Netflix and we get to have different perspectives of the show. So, for those of you who had already watched it and who aren't going to rewatch it, it'll still be worthwhile to listen, listen to our content because we're going to be giving deeper dives than, than the deep dives that we've already gone through when we catch things on, on, on a second watch. Plus we can do Grace's secrets, right? We can do, Correct. you know, season six, episode one with spoilers, season six, episode two with, for people that have already seen it or people that are just binging it through. Cause I can imagine Josh, this is a show that a large portion of Netflix audiences are going to watch it all in two days. You know, it's just, it's that quick. It goes oh, right into the sure. next episode. Episodes. There's no way that you, there's, it's so easy to do it. Yeah. Um, but let's, let's go into our, our mailbag here uh, and start with Catherine, who's been a loyal uh, peaky head. She's over on our Patreon as well. And, uh, and Catherine chimes in on lock and key here saying, hello, Daniel and Josh. I'm so happy with the final episode. Tommy had to live. Totally agree with you guys about the Stephen Knight giving details about the movie away before the final episode had aired. Bad move, and it did take away some of the suspense, but I'm still so pleased with the ending. I think Josh and I have the same sentiment. Um, here's the instant reaction highlights for Catherine, and of course she needs to do a rewatch, she said. She said, I'm so happy to get that doctor theory right, smiley face, because she's the one. Catherine's the so one. Right. Yeah. That was That was like probably the best mailbag prediction, maybe ever. That was really great. Uh, she said, I, I shouted out, I bloody knew it, which is great. So authentic. Um, when Tommy was prepared to shoot himself, I nearly turned it off. Just couldn't watch that happen after investing so much in the show. I'd love to know who else kind of closed their eyes or grimaced or turned their head away like their team was, you know, shooting the biggest penalty kick of the season. Um, quote, the clothes he wore in those scenes were almost identical to season one Tommy. He was back in his roots. The Michael Tommy showdown was epic. Michael was way out of his depth trying to kill him with a bomb, quote, or uh, parentheses, cowardly idiot. And then I must admit to being shocked when Tommy shot him, even though one of them had to die. Now, here's a question for us. Is this the first time we've seen Tommy kill a family member? Uh, definitely think so. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. If I can't remember anyone else, no. Yeah. Well, he pretended to kill Curly in episode one, season that's, one. That's true. But that's he didn't. True. And Curly survived the entire show, which was great. He did, thank God. Uh, but I think Catherine and a lot of fans apologize for ever thinking that Johnny Dogs was the black cat because he came up very clutch here at the end. So we thank you so much, Catherine, for all of your insight. And we can't wait to talk with all of, all of our active fans towards the movie time and, of course, towards June. Uh, Jacob chimes in with a quick one here, Josh. He says, not to be peaky, LOL. Oof. But Oswald and Diana should have told that doctor to give Tommy only like three months. And this is something that Josh and I talked a little bit about on the Patreon, right? 18 months was a long time to tell Tommy Shelby he's going to live. Um, Jacob says, should have pressured him more into making a mistake. What do you guys think about it? P.S. I knew that fucker was a Nazi all along. I think I it think was six more months. believable. It was more believable for him to say a year to 18 months. So that's why I think he didn't pressure him into it. I mean, like, who would have thought that this guy was, like, a fake? Like, Tommy had been seeing him, apparently, for the past three years. So who would have thought that he was in cahoots with Oswald Mosley and truly trying to get Tommy Shelby to kill himself? I mean, what a masterful plan, first of all. Like, they, it was, were, they got it was great. close. 
they got really close. They had me fooled. They had you fooled. So yeah, they didn't have Catherine fooled though. You know what they did? Cue Tommy, right? They they almost had it all. They almost got so had it all. close. Yep. That would have been good. It would have been good if they had like Oswald just for a minute, like doing something like that. You know, we talked about it obviously of what we could have wanted in this season, what we could have wanted in this episode. Um, I think six months would have been good. The only problem with three months, Jacob, is when Tommy is not deteriorating physically, he's going to be like, what the hell? I'm getting pretty close to this death date. You know, it's like 18 months was like a definitely a solid enough time that he could have been healthy for a full year. And the only thing that we saw were the, uh, were the shakes that he thought was coming from this tuberculoma, but were obviously from the withdrawals. When he started drinking again, Josh, that's something to think about, right? You know, when he started drinking again, I assume that the shivers and the shakes stopped. So I wonder if that got Tommy at all thinking like, hey, where are these signs of tuberculoma anymore now that I'm drinking alcohol again? That, that's true. I mean, he never really was like deteriorating as a person. You never really was like seeing any symptoms, like just the seizures. Um, yeah. But that was, I mean, he's, he's been having that throughout the whole show. I mean, he's been having flashbacks and horror stories back to the war and that's just probably like a lack of sleep and just like PTSD in general. So um, it, it definitely could have been a result of, of him drinking more and everything that was happening. But uh, it's, it's really just crazy how that just twisted everything in the show. And, and my prediction ended up being wrong. I really thought I was going to be right. And I really thought you were going to be right, Josh. I really I'm did. very happy that I was wrong. At the end of the day, I'm happy Tommy Shelby didn't die. And I think that the way that they that they teased it not happening wasn't like super unrealistic. You know what I mean? Yeah. They did a good job. And they really kept out all of those mythic elements. You know, Esme didn't pop up in this finale. We were kind of happy about that. There wasn't anything that like... I don't know that like uh, turns us off. That, that that's a good that, that's a good way to talk about it, right? Like Josh and I, we talked a ton on Monday in the instant reaction. We talked a ton on Wednesday in the uh, deep dive on Patreon, and there was nothing about this episode that just had us like logged out. You know, like sometimes a show can take you out of its of its world for a minute, and there was nothing there. Um, and our final email here for six point six is from Carmela, and she says, first, wow." I love Duke in this episode. The restraint he showed when Finn called his mother a name, even when Duke was holding a gun, reminded me of Tommy's restraint and composure. Thought Finn was going to die there. What do you think there are the Duke-Tommy comparisons? Because I've seen this all over the internet. A lot of people really comparing the quotes and the lines and the way that obviously he says by order of the Peaky Blinders. But I, I think they, they obviously forced it and rushed it into it, you know, in, in an episode and a half, but I thought it was pretty well done. I, I also agree with that. I thought, I mean, at first I really did not like Duke's character. I'm like, what the hell is he doing in this show? And then see in episode six, they really switched to switch, switch gear and put the switch. Maybe that's the one cr critique that I have of it is that it just went so quickly into this guy changing his whole entire character. Like in episode five, he was a little skittish and a little squeamish about the the life and then in episode six he just completely flipped the switch and so i i don't know if maybe that was rushed or um maybe it could have been done a little bit better maybe introduced him like in like episode one or two or something like that and really had him gradually change but he he did remind me a lot of tommy shelby and i think that that's on purpose and you you know pointed out that you think that the that, that the whole movie is going to be centered on duke and maybe it is going to be about him transitioning into that tommy shelby role as you said, maybe Tommy Shelby is going to be just missing and, and kind of hiding out and everyone's going to think he's dead when he's not actually dead. And maybe it is going to center on, on Duke Lee.
being the family, you know, maybe a Duke versus Finn role. But he obviously, he got that Peaky Blinders haircut, as we saw, you know, that authentic Peaky haircut. He, he you know, killed his first person, uh, obviously killing Billy Grave, which is a really intense scene, a really, really well done scene. And so it's, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with this new character that obviously is very important. Yeah, I think the Billy Grave stuff, you know, when he died, the acting around the scene made that a scene. Everyone else, like, so shocked, right? Zion, like, oh, my God, I can't believe you just shot him. And, like, Finn, like, oh, my God, I can't believe you just shot him. All the characters did a very good job playing, you know, playing, and that's exactly what actors are supposed to do. Uh, Carmelo also says, and this is something that we talked a little bit about, but we can go a little deeper. Also, the bullet that Tommy had with his name on it, was that the same one that Luca Changretta brought to him at his office in season four? I think, I think maybe, yes. That's a good call. Because obviously, why would Tommy have a bull with his own name on it? So, right. Maybe, maybe he thought it was fate. Maybe he thought it was destiny. We've had a lot of odes to Luca Changretta, in, our, in, in my opinion, maybe this season, a lot of mentions to him. So, that's, that's maybe a good call. That's, I, I, I think so. And then here she adds one more FYI and, and rewatching the last two episodes, I think will give us a lot more clarity on this, but this is something that Josh and I were on opposite sides on a couple days ago. And Carmela says, FYI, I think the burning of the caravan was done by the doctor's assistant. Remember he mentioned burn the caravan if they won't move. I did not catch that. And yeah, you had mentioned gonna... that when I, I think we were discussing, was it the instant reaction or the Patreon? I don't remember. But I, I had no idea who that man was that was burning the burning that caravan, and that's a good call. It makes sense, obviously. Um, but w- what is the exact reasoning for them? Because they don't want any trace of them by any that, chance. That has to be it, right? You know, like maybe they just don't want there to be signs of Tommy Shelby committing suicide. They'd rather just have him completely disappear. I don't know. Um, that's that's. I think that's got to be the a top three note for us in our rewatch in June. That's got to be a top three note where we're like, keep an eye on this doctor. And I think everyone will be, you know, keeping a keen eye on the doctor when they rewatch the show. The first, those, those examinations that was, that were going on in the first couple episodes, keep an eye on that kind of stuff. And and the words that were said and and the words that were delivered to Tommy about Ruby and to Lizzie about Ruby, you know, about her, her life expectancy. We're going to keep a really close full, uh, a close and watchful eye on that because we're going to pick something up that we didn't before. Absolutely. Without a doubt. No doubt about it. And so that leads us right into our winners and losers, our final season winners and losers, but maybe in June we'll do an overall season winners and losers, but this is just for season six, episode six specifically. Um, Josh in his past had taken Tommy, Ada, Arthur, Diana, and Michael as his five winners. Those are Josh's five winners. My five winners have been Gina, Diana, Hayden Stagg, Ada, and Captain Swing. And so those have been my five winners. Those were your five winners. Hit me with, with your winner here in 6.6, Josh. Who, who, uh, who came out at least more, more on top than they were before? I'm going to go with Dr. Holford. Dr. Holford's name, I believe. Holford, yeah. So I'm going to go with him as my winner because he was staring death right in the face, Tommy Shelby's gun. And we know Tommy Shelby's gun is a scary gun to look in the face. And Tommy Shelby backed off and didn't kill him and spared him. For what reason? We don't know. I guess maybe Tommy wants to torture him in the future in some way. I don't know. Yeah. But he, he got away with this scheme on behalf of Oswald Mowley and, and, and other people and, and Diana. 
and he was going to, he was going to pay the consequences for carrying it out for Oswald and he did not die. So he got away with, he got away with almost murder, I guess, in a way a fictitious murder. Um, but, but Tommy didn't kill him. So for that reason, he's my winner because it's not, it's not every day that Tommy Shelby will spare a life. I like it. You know, obviously surviving in this show is, is a winning, it's a winning motive, right? You get to survive. He's obviously rich. He's got a huge estate. We don't know what Tommy's going to use him for. Maybe he'll pop up in the movie. Um, Anarin was the uh, actor's name. Dr. Holford was the character. Um, and I like that we're going obscure, right? Obviously we could go big with one of the main characters, but I'm going to keep it small as well. And I really think that the winner of this episode or one of the winners, especially one that I haven't used yet is Charlie Strong. Because what Charlie Strong got to do in this episode was essentially the biggest um, uptick in his minutes per game, if we're going to talk for sports analogies, that we've seen all, all series long from Charlie. He got to like adopt a youngin, teach Duke the ways, teach him how to use a gun, even kind of give him instructions. Like Tommy truly gave Charlie Strong full, you know, a nominee, um, full like you know, complete control of this episode and say like, Hey, if you trust Duke, we're going to go this way. If you don't trust Duke, we're going to go this way. And I think Charlie strong will have a big role in the movie. So that's just kind of an assumption of mine. So that's going to be my sixth I'm, winner. I'm going to go ahead and add another winner. Cause I just have to let's do it. Johnny dogs is a winner. Johnny dogs. He's like he really just like changed the course of the show. Um, I mean, he, he, he switched the bombs um, to save Tommy's life. Okay. So that's just like amazing and huge. First of all, Tommy trusting him to carry out that task shows a lot. Um, so that's why he's a winner in his own right. And then also for him carrying that out and saving, saving Tommy, which is going to go right into my loser. And my loser of the episode is going to be Michael, obviously for obvious reasons, Michael's a loser. He had this plan to kill Tommy. He kind of let his greed get the best of him. He let his emotion get the best of him to kind of get revenge on, on, on Tommy for him thinking that Tommy was the reason why Polly died in a way that, in a way he was, but he had so much revenge on his mind that he had such a very bad plan in place to kill Tommy. You can't kill Tommy Shelby by planting a bomb. Okay. You have to do something like Oswald Mosley had as a plan to, to, to get inside the mind of Tommy to, to get him to maybe cut, cut, cut himself, um, from out under him. So I'm going to go with Michael as my loser for, for a being kind of stupid in the way he was carrying it out, letting, letting his emotions be the best of him. And then obviously for obviously B for getting killed by Tommy, the one person that he wanted to defeat ends up defeating him at the end of the day. And so Michael's a big fat loser in my book. So these are Josh's losers. He went Gina episode one, and then Oswald, Lizzie, Arthur, Billy grade, a lot of physical losers and, and yeah. keeping, you're keeping your theme of the physical. There was Michael kind of was a, physically there was kind a loser. A, there was kind of an, uh, a non-physical aspect to Michael. Right, with Oswald as well. No, well, really Yeah, and like season. Michael really just getting so greedy with how he was going to carry out his revenge on Tommy, which he never really should have in the first place. He never should have strayed away from the Peaky Blinders in the first place. And it all just came crumbling down. The foundation came crumbling down, as Oswald Mosley said in this episode, right in front of Michael. Um, he his his wife was was having an affair on him he didn't get to see a son ever and we don't even know if a son even exists where i mean the Bur the birmingham nannies are just the birmingham nannies are falling or, or out maybe they're in detroit or new york who knows where where the nannies are but uh michael's a big fat loser for physical reasons and for non-physical reasons really sad to see him go but finn cole wasn't a masterful character really you know a catalyst to the rest of his acting career 
I can't wait. I can't wait to follow him. Obviously, I've talked so much, and, and Marissa and I even covered all of this final, this last season of, of Animal Kingdom on Patreon. So if you're just tuning in to, uh, to Finn Cole's stardom, go check it out. It's on Amazon Prime. It's called Animal Kingdom. He stars in a very Peaky Blinders-esque show that takes place in the 21st century in Los Angeles with a family gang that robs banks and surfs. Um, and so... Uh, Josh, maybe you can jump into Animal Kingdom, who knows, and, and catch up in time because he is so good in it. He plays a very kinda similar down. character kinda to Michael. Kinda, he's kind of down. He's kind of down, folks. Um, and well, so see, from, I've been getting into a lot of TV, so I don't want to hear anything from you. You are not hearing anything, Josh. I love it. You can be our Bridgerton uh, liaison as well. There you go. The, the, the uh, 2022 top 10 TV shows get an absolute banger. I'm going to have hella, hella honorable mentions this time. Because I love it. Many shows that I've watched, so... Mark your calendars. I was, we're only two months away from that, that, that halfway, that, you know, the season, the, the, the first half top 10 that I did last year. So Josh is going to jump in on that one for sure. Um, so from Finn Cole to Finn Shelby is my loser. I uh, started with John Claude, uh, the character in the bar in um, McKinlan, and then Michael, Gina, Tommy, Lizzie, and now Finn Shelby. I don't think I have to talk about the reasons why Finn is my loser here. We talked so much about it throughout the episode, throughout the, the Patreon deep dive, and now throughout this, he completely just botches everything in the season five finale, and it's it's great to kind of see that all come to light and how he led to the, the death of... of uh, of, I guess you can call it Polly, but really it started with the death of Abarama. And like, do you notice that he wasn't talked about in this entire season? They didn't say Abarama's name, which was a little odd to me considering he was engaged to Polly. It's something I just thought about, Josh. Do you think about that? Like how Abarama did not get discussed. They didn't say his name one time. There were no references to our boy Abe, who also that's, was dead, died because of Finn. I mean, I, I, that is interesting, but I guess it's like he wasn't, he was a significant character. But he wasn't really that significant. Like, that there was no reason they were really like, they, they weren't really mourning his loss, you know, like they were with Polly. Of course. I just meant because I don't know. There, it was a weird, it was an odd one that they never, yeah, even, that's never true. mentioned that's him true. once. Um, but that's it. That's, that's my loser. Um, those are, those are our winners and losers for this episode. But don't worry, we're not going to go away for a long time. Josh and I will continue hitting you with content. Of course. We're definitely more angled at the Patreon, so you want to join us over there where we're going to keep hitting you with weekly episodes, whether it's Peaky-related or any other TV show that we're watching. Maybe Josh and I can have a full rundown next week or later in this week of the shows that we're watching, what we recommend. If he starts the Uber show or the uh, the Theranos, maybe we'll both jump into that WeWork and, and let you all know about it. Josh, you've got to get on the Atlanta train. It's the best show on TV. It's... Uh, it's without a doubt the best show on TV. So that's as, as right, I'll, we'll I'll keep it. I'll keep it there. Obviously, we've got Barry coming back in a few weeks, Ooh. April twenty fourth. I am going to guarantee that Josh and I are talking about Barry over on the Patreon guaranteed. this season. He's, we're going to have our NoHo Hank uh, references and our yeah. That's good. that's that's up there with my Alfie impersonation, my NoHo Hank. So stay tuned. Absolutely. We thank you so much for joining us. We will keep giving you info and content, but as always to kind of find out where our episodes are and how often we're doing them, go over to our facebook.com slash peaky podcast, or follow us on Twitter at by order of peaky. He's Josh. I'm Daniel. And we binge so you don't have to.